0: Welcome to The Daily Standard Podcast. I'm Eric Felton, joined today by John McCormick, senior writer for The Weekly Standard. John, how are you? Doing well. Good. As well as can be expected, given that you've been on the grueling beat of covering Obamacare and the many failed efforts to repeal and replace Obamacare. And just when you think the effort is all done up pops another plan, in this case, the one from a group of Republicans rolled out last week. Who put together the legislation?
1: Uh, Well, so it's got a few different names, but uh, Lindsey Graham and Bill Cassidy are the main drivers behind it. So you hear it called Graham Cassidy or in a in a wordier version, Graham, Cassidy, Heller, Johnson, because Dean Heller of Nevada and Ron Johnson of Wisconsin have also signed on to it. Um, You know, this has been in the works for some time. Uh, Bill Cassidy actually had an earlier version uh, much earlier this year with Susan Collins of Maine, uh, probably the most liberal member of the Republican caucus. And And
0: a key vote if you could get her.
1: Potentially, yeah. And so the main idea is to block grant uh, the Obamacare funds back to the states. They've got something of a complicated formula, but that's the basic idea. Behind it. So, you know, a blue state could try single payer, or a red state could try something more, you know, free market by targeting those dollars in high risk pools and, you know, sort of reestablishing a more functional uh, market uh, in healthcare. Or, you know, you could basically just keep the funding levels right where they are. Some states might have to kick in a little more, but you could do, you could basically follow the exact Obamacare subsidy schedule if you wanted to. And how has it been received? Well, it's interesting. I mean, time is running out. So most people think it's not going to pass. But again, this is Obamacare. This is a pretty big promise. So even if it's a small chance, I think it's it's worth following these next 12 days.
0: When you say time is running out and 12 days, what is it that puts this kind of time limit on the effort.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, every year there is a chance to do a budget reconciliation bill, and that's the annual shot at passing a bill, uh, a significant bill that can't be filibustered with 41 votes. This is something you can pass in a simple majority. And this year's bill expires. It kind of turns to dust after the end of the fiscal year, which is the end of September. And that was just based on a ruling from the Senate parliamentarian to get a little bit uh, into the weeds. So they basically now got, what, 11, 12 days to to actually hold a vote on this in the Senate. And the lay of the land in the Senate, it, it's, it's pretty interesting because if you recall the skinny bill that failed, that was Susan Collins, Lisa Murkowski, and John McCain were the three Republicans who voted against it. Uh, you can only lose two Republicans and pass something. And so the interesting thing about this is that McCain has actually been pretty open to it. He said he wants a better process. He wants a hearing. He wants time for debates, a debate and amendments. Um, but he's really been waiting on his governor, Arizona Governor Doug Ducey. And just before we stepped in here for this podcast, there was a statement from Doug Ducey saying that he thinks it's the best plan possible, uh, get it done. And so I would think that pretty much uh, would be, would really make it likely that John McCain's going to be for this. Um, on the other hand, you've got some people like Rand Paul who are opposed to it. So you gain McCain, lose Rand Paul, the, the vote's still up in the air. Uh, a lot of other procedural questions too.
0: Does the whole thing have to happen by September 30th? or just a a single vote by the Senate that moves the process along?
1: That's a great question. Um, I'm not entirely sure. This is parliamentary procedure, which which is a little complicated, but I believe it's the Senate that has to vote by September 30th. This is budget reconciliation only. I mean, they don't have a filibuster in the House. And so the issue is that the House couldn't modify it. If the Senate passes this thing on September 30th and the House gets it, uh, the House couldn't change it and send it back to the Senate. They would just have to pass whatever the Senate does. So that is a real, another, you know, big question mark for for this last-ditch plan to succeed.
0: Now, in, in judging this plan, we could look to Washington Post columnist E.J. Dionne, who wrote, it would be disastrous. In certain respects, it's even worse than the earlier repeal measures, which at least kept some of the structure of Obamacare's subsidies in place. So if E.J. Dionne is against something, it can't be all bad.
1: Well, I, I didn't read the whole column, but on that specific point, you know that this doesn't do away with the state-based exchanges, and it doesn't do away. I mean, if a state that doesn't that relies on the federal exchange, they could create their own exchange, and they could they could set their subsidies exactly like Obamacare did. They could keep the exact regulations of Obamacare. Um, that is the whole idea behind this plan. Again, maybe the maybe depending on the state, uh, the states that expanded Medicaid get less money than the states that didn't. They redistribute all that. Um, it, they say it's a correcting an inequity. That's the Republicans who are arguing this is a better funding formula. But again, this is about, you know, about the dollar amount. That's probably the least important thing here. Uh, You know, the more important thing is the flexibility and the structure, in my view.
0: The left seems to have recognized to some extent that Obamacare is not sustainable. But now thinking that the Republican effort to get rid of Obamacare has failed, they're starting to show some ankle on the true goal, which is single payer.
1: Yeah, I mean Bernie Sanders and I believe about 16 other Senate Democrats endorsed a bill last week. The same day that this Graham Cassidy bill came out, for, called Medicare for All, single payer, uh, they left out one important detail, and that was how they're going to pay for it and how much it costs. Uh, if you look, I, to... I have the
0: answer to that, by the way, which is lots of taxes, and it's going to cost a lot.
1: Well, the question is just how much. And so according to a liberal Urban Institute report last during the campaign, another version of single payer uh, proposed by Bernie Sanders would cost something around the range of $3.2 trillion. And $3.2 trillion is the current amount of total federal government spending on everything. So basically take all of our spending, double it. Uh, That's a whole lot of more taxes.
0: Although for Bernie probably not.
1: No, not not even close. I'm sure that there are not, there are trillions and trillions more on free college and and childcare and things like that.
0: So what do you think the chances for this Graham Cassidy Republican effort to repeal replace Obamacare is it uh a chance for redemption or just a chance for yet another embarrassment?
1: Not both. I mean, I think it's probably, a, you know, it's I think it's more likely than not that it does not pass. But I still think there's a significant chance. You know, Donald Trump had, what, a 30 percent chance of winning on Election Day. You know, this thing probably has, what, a 10, 20, 30 percent chance. I don't know. I haven't thought it through that that uh, precisely. But I think that there's a significant chance. We'll know this week. I think if you hear, you know, Lisa Murkowski and Susan Collins come out saying that they're dead opposed to it, they think it's got structural problems they'll never vote for it and Rand Paul is basically in that camp right now then we know it's dead uh, but as of now Rand Paul uh, I believe he's the only one who's that Opposed to it. Uh, Susan Collins appears to be opposed to it as well. I haven't quite gotten a specific answer on what she dislikes about it, given her previous support for another version of this bill. Um, And that's so you'd think people like Lisa Murkowski and John McCain would probably be the deciding votes. Interestingly, uh, Mike Lee, probably the most conservative member of the Senate, he's actually pretty encouraged by this. He thinks that the state waivers program to get out of some of these, uh, some of Obamacare's. Uh, regulations and, he, and he's really identified the regulations as the real the, the core of Obamacare. That's the real problem. It's all these mandates, uh, requirements about what insurance can or can't do that's distorting the market. And Lee is very encouraged. He thinks that these waivers are actually good enough uh, to sort of help some states, at least not all, uh, only the states that choose it to, to get out from underneath us.
0: Okay, well, I'll have to have you back here at the Daily Standard Podcast to sort out what happens in the next week or two. John McCormick, thanks for joining us on the Daily Standard Podcast. Thank you. Support for the Daily Standard Podcast comes from Tracker. Your phone, your wallet, your keys, you know they're plotting against you hiding somewhere. How are you going to find them? Eight years ago, Tracker changed everything when they released their first tracking device, and now they've done it again with the all-new Tracker Pixel. With Tracker Pixel, you'll never worry about losing your things again. Tracker Pixel is the lightest Bluetooth tracking device on the market. Place Tracker Pixel on whatever you tend to lose, keys, wallets, even your dog. It's small enough to fit anywhere. You can even locate your item if it's miles away, because every Tracker user is part of the largest crowd-locating network in the world. It's kind of like Waze for finding stuff. And Tracker's 30-day money-back guarantee means you truly have nothing to lose. Go to thetracker.com slash standard to get 20% off any order. That's spelled thetracker, T-H-E-T-R-A-C-K-R, dot com slash standard for 20% off. Thanks for listening to the Daily Standard Podcast. I'm Eric Felton. Catch you next time.